I mean, I didn't want to come back home and move to Miami. I didn't want to leave LA. I didn't want to leave my career. I didn't want to leave my friends. But I knew I had to make that decision for my daughter and for us to have like a better life. My family's all here. I had no family in LA. And I did it. And I struggled in the beginning. You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it. What up, Gangstars? It's your girl, Devana, and this week's Gangstar Creative is Nina Arce, also known as Nina's Makeup. She's one of the top working makeup artists in California and Miami, Florida, and she's worked on numerous music videos, America's Next Top Model contestants, and numerous fashion weeks. She's also worked with many well-known designers and has been the personal makeup artist to a number of musical artists and celebrities. Her work has graced the pages of several magazines and on television, and she's literally been able to travel all around the world with her clients doing makeup. She's been in this business for 15 years, and it's actually her calm, peaceful demeanor and incredible artistry that has made her one of the most requested artists in her field. She is a single mompreneur and is just killing the game. And she's actually a collector of mine. I got to paint a maternity photo of hers um, and got to connect with her in LA a couple years ago. So I'm excited to have her on the podcast and we're going to talk about lots of things like navigating, you know, being an entrepreneur as a mom, how she got started, how she got to create such a high level list of clientele and so much more. So let's go ahead and just dive on into the episode. All right, Gangstars, another week, another awesome Gangstar creative. I have Nina here with me, girl. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining me. Of course. I'm happy to be on your podcast. Yeah. Like all my other episodes, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Who is Nina? Take us on a journey of where you started and where you are today. Okay, well, I'm Nina, Nina's Makeup on social media. I am a makeup artist. I've been doing makeup for going on 16 years now. Um, I work for myself. Yeah, it's a long time, long time. Um, I work for myself. I do a lot of things with anybody like uh, celebrities or just a person trying to go out for their birthday doing makeup. I do photo shoots for everything. So it's, it's a fun job. Yeah. Wow. 16 years is a really long time. That's awesome. I'm going to give you a hand clap because not Thank a lot of you. people can, can do that. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So 16 years ago, what were you doing and how did you get into doing makeup? 16 years ago, I was working at nightclubs and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Like just to be real, I I knew I loved art. I grew up in a very artistic home. My mother's an artist. My grandma's an artist. So I knew oh, I cool. loved art. I kind of wanted to be an artist, but I didn't think that like artists could pay their bills. And um, so I was just, yeah, working at the clubs and it was my mom's idea. She was like, you should be a makeup artist. And back then there was no YouTube. There was no Instagram. There was no like, oh, that's a career I want to do. It was like, who's a makeup artist? I don't want to work at Macy's. Like I didn't want to do that. But um, she found me, she was shopping at Macy's. She bumped into this lady that owned a makeup school. Like, tell me that's not fate. Wow. 
And she was like, I'm going to sign my daughter up. And she did. And I ended up loving it. So I, it's kind of my mom. I have to like, owe this whole career to, she's the one that really pushed me and signed me up. So that's crazy. So were you like doing your makeup really good, you know, working at the clubs? Um, and your mom was like, Nina, your, your makeup's so good. You should be doing this for other people. Or like, I mean, kind of like an idea she had. It was just an idea she had. She knew like I was very creative and she thought it might be something good for me to do. So it wasn't even like I was like sitting in front of the mirror and like doing my makeup, like slaying my makeup. It was just just because I'm creative, I guess. Oh, man, that's so awesome. Well, shout out to your mom, because obviously who knows where what career path you would have ended on if she didn't put you in that school in that class. Um, How long was that process of her the cosmetology school like what, what was that experience like that was I did it was a two-month course so it was every day I went for two months like nine to five and I learned everything from like the bridal makeup the beauty makeup I even learned special effects makeup which was cool I learned how to put bald caps on like scarring bru- bruising um so the school I went to was it, it taught a lot it was very informative Oh, snap. That's really cool. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like that's necessary for anybody that wants to be a makeup artist? Or do you feel like you can go to school or you can kind of do self-taught too, or a little bit of both? The world is so different now from when I started this whole career path. I feel like now the YouTubers, there's so much information online. If you really want to learn something, a specific smoky eye, a specific wing liner, a specific contour look like you can literally just jump on YouTube and be like, let me educate myself. So I think now we're in a special place where you can just, the information and the education is more at people's hands. Um, Back then you didn't really have that. So I'm happy that I went to school and learned like the different eye shapes, the different contouring, the different techniques, but also my school taught me like the business side of things. So Mm -hmm. I think that was really important for me to learn too. That's dope. Cause you know, in schools you either just get the craft, like usually you don't, you learn the craft and you don't learn the business side. So that's cool that that school specifically kind of helped you with some of For the sure. business side of it. For when sure. you, when you were, um, you know, finishing the, the schooling, how was it like to transition into, um, being a full-time makeup artist? So you were, how long were you like still working at the clubs until you like became a full-time makeup artist? And like, what made you finally make that decision to jump? It actually took me a few years. So I, I graduated and I kind of just like tested the waters. I wanted some, I needed experience. So I did a lot of like TFP shoots, which are like time for time for print that's what that means um Uh. I did a lot of free work um so it was years I always had another job I ended up getting like this corporate job at this cruise line and I remember when I was interviewing for the job the guy looked at me and he said how do I know you're not gonna just leave me and go be a makeup artist like this is what you want (laughs) to do right And I thought in my head, I was like, you know, but I'm not, I'm just not that, I'm not that professional yet, you know, but I didn't want to say that to him. And I worked at that job for maybe, maybe five months. And I decided there that like, I want to take my makeup career more serious. I want to do this for real. And I went to the, the, that same guy and I told him, Hey, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my two weeks in. And he looked at me and he was like, you're going to go be a makeup artist, aren't you? 
like, yeah. So it's like he knew. And I think for me, it was that at that point that I was like, this is, I need to take my career serious. I want to really do this. I even went and got visible tattoos on my hand so that I couldn't go back to the corporate world. But like now the corporate <laughs> world doesn't really care about that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to like really be more of a creative person. So it took me years to get to that point. Did you have any um, like financial security? Like, did you have like a goal to like have a certain amount of money saved up or were you just like, it was more of like a feeling like, oh, I, I just need to just jump ship and like go all in, no plan B. I don't have yeah. like, a, you know. It was a, more, a- more of a feeling, more of, I had no security. No, I was like, maybe I had, I mean, I was working at this corporate job for a few months and I had some money saved up, but it wasn't like I really had something to fall back on. I just knew like, I need to make this decision and I need to go full force and follow my dream. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome, girl. And, you. you know, I, I think that's always like a, a question that a lot of creatives struggle with, have like the, the job and then also the creative hustle. It's like, yes. when is the right time to jump? And, you know, and I feel like the only and the right answer is like based off of whatever you feel is right because you know I was kind of the same boat me and my husband basically just mm-hmm. jumped ship um, we moved mm-hmm. to California and we made a goal exactly like a year from moving we we're going to quit our day jobs and work full-time for ourselves and we literally did that exactly a year we um, after moving wow. to Cali we put our two weeks in we only had eight thousand dollars in our in our account for two people wow. in San Diego wow. California you know which <laughs> isn't a lot but you know we had no plan b but we knew like we had enough clients in the pipeline to be okay and the hustle mm-hmm. and drive and the tools necessary to do that and so so some people will look at us like, oh, I would definitely not do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool to hear stories where people just kind of jump in and maybe not have as much security, but mm-hmm. you had that faith and you had, you know, the the pipeline that to actually succeed. Um, but I know for like sure. for everybody's situation is different. Some people are moms, some people have to take care of their families. Mm-hmm. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, are in different areas where, that are more expensive than others. So for everybody listening, um, just know like, it's up to you to make the decision. And I think even if you do like jump ship and you fall on your face, like (laughs) it's okay. You can get back up and like go back to a job and there's nothing, no shame in that and no wrong in that. I think it's more admirable to kind of just the fact that you go after your dream, you know, and if you do fall, you get back right back up. For sure. It's all on your determination, like how bad you want it. You want something bad enough, like you'll wake up at four in the morning to get it done. Like no matter what. I understand like I mean I'm a single mom too now so it's it's really what you put your time and your energy and your your mind to and you can I mean where there's a will there's a way so you can get it done if you want to get it done exactly absolutely um now when you were like in the beginning stages of your makeup career you were still based in Miami yes how long before you moved to LA and what kind of made you make that jump I did I moved to LA in 2015 and I was doing pretty well in my career in Miami. I was doing all the music videos, working with the all the high-end people over here, but I knew I wanted more. I ended up getting booked for a BET award to do makeup out there in LA. And I went for the first time and I kind of just fell in love with it. And I I had this idea, maybe I should move, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. I don't want to leave my family. And I ended up coming back home and deciding that I was just going to do it. I was just going to move, like just make the jump. And I went to LA with like one month 
of living in this random apartment with this random guy. Like that was my security. You got one month. A guy. I know it was so random. It was like my friend's friend's homeboy that I knew. And it worked out because he was great. Like he was, um, he was a dancer for Taylor Swift and industry. He kind of understood like how things went, but, um, looking back, it's kind of crazy to think that like, that's pretty scary to just like leave your home, the place that you grew up and just like move over there with no type of security. No, I had no job set in place. I barely knew anybody. And I was just like, LA, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. Wow. But it was crazy. And I'm glad I did it. I mean, LA was one of the best decisions I made in my career. So yeah, I mean, that's just crazy that I feel like that's like relatable to a lot of like creatives, you know, yeah. working creatives is that hustle and you kind of got to do whatever it takes. You got to kind of do some scary things sometimes where like, yeah. when you look back, you're like, oh, that wasn't safe. Like I, sh- I shouldn't have to <laughs> done that. Like, um, I'm like, oh my goodness. And it's crazy. Cause right when I landed, I took a red eye flight, I landed at 9 PM. And the second I landed, I got this text, like, Hey, are you in LA yet? I have a job for you. And I kind of felt like this is my sign. Like I'm supposed to be here. Like I'm just, I just landed and I have someone. Wow. Me. And also my car, I had shipped my car and I packed it full of my stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had just gotten there. And then that day someone was like, I need makeup for some interview for TV. Can you come do it? And I was like, man, my car's not even empty, but let me just go through this client, right? So I drive to this client's house. I couldn't even see out of my car because all my stuff was in it. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I'm sitting there doing her makeup. She was going to go on the news for some interview. And she looked at me, she's like, how long have you been in LA? And I was like, I literally <laughs> just got here. My car is still packed. And she stopped me and she looked at me and she was like, that's really impressive. And she was like, you're going to make it here. And to me, yeah. it was like all those little signs were like, you have to go after what you want. You have to follow your dreams. And like the universe will open up to you if you follow your heart and what you're supposed to be doing. Oh my gosh. I just, I love that story. When you said you had got like the text for work and you had, you still didn't like unpack your car or anything like literally gave me goosebumps because I so believe in like the momentum that you have in your work and your craft, like the universe or God or whoever you believe in. And it's like, sprinkles blessings on you and opportunities um even when you feel like your back is against the wall or nothing's working for you something's going to come out of the blue at the end of the day 100 percent. yeah um so let me take it back a little bit while you were still in miami you were doing pretty well how were you landing like those types of clients like you said you worked on music videos and things like that so how are you um getting those clientele and how are you like working and on building your your career down there in Miami for me when I became a makeup artist I I'm a very shy person I'm an introvert and I kind Mm -hmm. of knew that if I wanted to excel my career and if I really wanted to be working with these big big stars, big names, like I had to go outside of my comfort zone. I had to make myself social. I had to be a social butterfly. And networking was one of the biggest things for me. Like everywhere I went, I made sure I gave on my business card. I made sure people knew who I was. I even dyed my hair pink so that like I would stand out and people would know like that's the pink hair makeup artist. I was so big on my relationships with people and 
watering my relationships and making sure I always stayed in people's brain like, oh, you need makeup? Let me connect makeup with Nina. So that was important to me. And I think that's really important um, in anyone's business. Like make sure you stay relevant and make sure you water your relationships. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for people that are listening that are like, okay, water relationships. How do I do that? I'm an introvert too. I'm shy. Like what do I, what are some steps or tips of like watering and nurturing those relationships? For me, it was just now with social media, I feel like it's easier um, staying relevant, like making sure your name's popping up on comments, like comments and likes. And I know this is going to sound like a Instagram a seminar, but like you have like staying <laughs> relevant to people, like, like DMing people and being like, oh, you look beautiful today. Or like just making sure people keep seeing your name. And then they think like, for me, my Instagram name is Nina's Makeup. So of course they're going to think makeup. Let me think, oh, I know Nina's makeup. She writes on all my stuff. Like, let me book her for this. That to Mm -hmm. me is staying relevant with people and like even catching up with people, photographers, videographers, making sure they're good. Oh, how's your project going? How's this going? Oh, making sure happy birthday to your kid. Things like that is watering relationships. Mm, I think that's really good, solid advice. Cause I know when I was starting out like years ago, um, doing graphic design and building branding agency. And even as an artist, like I'm naturally an introvert too, but I had to practice what I like to call turning on my extroverted switch and learning how to talk to people and putting yourself out there, you know, being that social butterfly, that's not innately like natural to me, but you just got to do what you got to do you know? So I think that's good. Um, solid advice that, that you shared. Um, so you moved to LA and obviously you even blossomed even more. You're killing in Miami, but you said LA definitely took you to the next level. So you went to LA not knowing anybody, but you had some like connections from connections that you've already had. What was that process like of building your network in LA, building your client base of, you know, influencers and celebrities. And I know you, it's funny, you moved to California in 2015, which I did too. And that was kind of like, I think 2014, 15, you know, that's when like Instagram was like popping and like you had Vine and you had like a lot of the influencers who are big now, like um, that's when they started. So it's almost like really perfect timing for you to come into LA too when everybody's, you know, up and coming in the influencer space. So I'm curious to know like your story and the journey of kind of building, building that clientele base. Um, For me, so I... A lot of people don't know this, but I went to elementary school with King Batch. A lot of people follow him on social media. He's got like 20 million followers. Yeah. Um, he's so like in movies now. He's in movies. Cool. He does it all. Like he's very known. So I went to elementary school with him and I've known him just, you know, for the, for almost my whole life. And we've always stayed in touch. We've always like stayed in contact. When I went to LA for, when I got booked for the job, I linked up with him and he introduced me to some of the influencers because he was super big on Vine back then. And that's, mm-hmm. that is when Instagram was just starting. So I met some people through him, but I also knew what's good. Do you know what's good? He's a director. Mm-mm. Okay. So he's an, but he's another one of the influencers and I had been doing music videos with him in Miami. He was one mm. of my very first celebrity music videos was Flowrider T-Pain and was good was the director. So cool. I had stayed in contact with him and then also he knew Botch. So I had made those connections there. And that's how I started getting into the influencer world. And at the time, 
Batch, some people don't know this, was dating Leanne V. And so he introduced me to her. And Leanne V now is mm. still my best friend and we did so much work together, but it was really with those connections of just going to elementary school with someone that I made those connections. And that's when all the influencers just started their careers and started with their wanting to do photo shoots and always booking me. And I was always the makeup artist in the crew. So I, I kind of feel like I got lucky that I just like landed in the right place at the right time with the right people. Yeah, divine timing. Divine timing. Um, because it doesn't really happen like that anymore. I feel like it's, it's things are different or things happen in a different way. But um, I do feel like it was divine timing and I was put in the right place at the right time. That's amazing. What a cool like journey and story. And I just love how all these like little nuggets um, just kind of pop up where it's just like more of signs, you know, that you're doing the right thing and you're on the right path. Cause how crazy is it that like, you know, somebody you knew in elementary school, you know, kind of like blossomed everything in LA and then like your mom in Miami kind of blossomed like your whole career of being a makeup artist in Miami. And it's just always cool to hear how like things connect, you know, and start For sure. For sure. I mean, like I said, if you're following like your dreams and your path and they say the universe, because I I don't know if people are familiar with The Alchemist. I say the universe because of that book. That's one of my favorite books, The Alchemist. It's a good book. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. Like God, the universe, whatever you believe, like things will open up for you. And as long as you're staying, staying true to yourself and your journey. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, what would you say is something that, you know, celebrities or influencers look for in a makeup artist? I know if anybody's listening right now that is a makeup artist or aspiring one, they probably, of course, would love to have a client base such as yourself. So what's something that they look for um, in a makeup artist? I think number one, professionalism. Um, when you're working with these celebrities and high-end clients professionalism is big um you don't want to seem like you're going to share your business to everyone like you know you're working with these people it's you have to be careful taking pictures of your clients you have to always make sure you're asking like is this okay so that you have to be big on being professional in that sense but also like make sure you do a good job make sure you're kind and it's I mean, it's kind of kind of a tough question because you can have mean celebrities to work with, you can have nice celebrities. It just depends. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I think that's solid advice and things that people probably don't think about, especially if you're working with like high level, more high level clientele, you get, you might have like star shock or just get like really excited, which causes you to get nervous and not do the right things, you know? Um, But I think it's good as a reminder, just like, you know, being professional and asking for permission. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, Do you have, of course you don't have to share who or (laughs) any names, but what's like one of the craziest, um, experience working with a celebrity or influencer like craziest like the coolest person I've worked with or like craziest like a crazy story let's do both (laughs) (laughs) um that's tough I think one of one of the coolest celebrities I like indirectly worked with 
I'm going to say indirectly because he didn't book me. It was his model that booked me was Kanye West, but he was there on the shoot with us. Ooh. So that was cool. That's I was pretty one of my cool. clients, um, Abella Danger. Some of the guys know her. Um, she booked me. She worked with him a lot. She was one of his models for his clothing line. So I got to be on set with him, which was pretty cool. And he was super chill. He was down to earth. He was nice. So he was a cool person I worked with. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What was the other question? craziest story like either just you know it was bad or like just wow I can't believe that happened okay so I had to I got called to do makeup for this reality this Russian reality tv show and (laughs) the, the the person I was doing makeup for she was very well known in the Russian world I didn't personally know her but she was a celebrity in her world and she was so rude to me like so rude to me and made me feel like literally horrible about myself and like myself I actually had to like go tell the producer like I appreciate I appreciate this opportunity but like I will not be coming back tomorrow (laughs) can't do it can't do it it was that bad and they the producer actually told me like she does this all the time to our makeup artist to people she works with like she's very hard to work with so he was like I don't blame you and it's totally fine like you're good but yeah I've never I've never like not wanted to work with someone again so I'll never forget how she made me feel and how I didn't want to work with her it's crazy wow that's so like I hate when I hear stories like that Mm because it's like just treat people nice like is it that hard I know it's I know it's hectic I know it's busy to you know be in the limelight and have so many things going on but like this person's like putting her makeup on you know <laughs> it's like people who like make your food you don't want to fucking be rude to them and then they like do something to your food and same with like somebody styling you or doing your makeup like you don't want to mess with them either because they're the ones that's going to make you look good for whatever your project is exactly yeah I and that's only really happened like that one time that someone was so rude to me where I felt like that so it doesn't happen often it shouldn't (laughs) it yeah it shouldn't definitely um I'm assuming like when you do work on like projects and certain people you have to sign like NDAs and stuff is that typically Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had to sign a number of NDAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I figured. I think that's for some people listening, they probably don't even think about that because it's like you people are, are having these projects and it's so cool to work on these, but you can't like share anything at all. And so like, who knows, it could be a year or less or even more because it takes long to do projects. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, what, what would you say is the hardest part about you know, being a makeup artist or just doing makeup in general. Hey, Gangstar, sorry to interrupt, but if you're enjoying this episode so far, stop what you're doing right now and share this podcast with your friends on social media or text it to a friend in your contacts. If you're a true Gangstar and want to uplift and empower other creatives like I know you do, you're going to want to take a few seconds to do this now. Go ahead and pick your phone back up or click that browser tab that you're playing this episode in, hit that pause button and share it now. Hello, what are you waiting for? (laughs) All right, thank you for doing that. Now let's get back to the show. That is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, The hardest part for me right now in my life is balancing mom life and makeup artist life. Before I didn't have that, uh, my daughter's two. 
before it was just like go hustle go do your thing go work 13 hours on set go out at night and socialize like that was my life and now that I have a toddler and I give her so much of my life and I pour so much into her it's the balance is what's the hardest part for me Hmm. how do you balance and how do you manage um I know it was hard in the beginning and I know um you ended up having to move to Miami and stuff so do you mind like sharing a little bit on that on how you balance and what was like the toughest part of like kind of figuring that new journey out on as far as working both as in your career and being a mom yes um it was a lot of sacrifice so I I mean I didn't want to come back home and move to Miami I didn't want to leave LA I didn't want to leave my career I didn't want to leave my friends but I knew I had to make that decision for my daughter and for us to have like a better life my family is all here I had no family in LA and I did it. And I struggled in the beginning. I struggled with, you know, a lot of postpartum, mm-hmm. a lot of depression, a lot of, cause you're sacrificing so much of yourself and yeah. I wanted to be the best mother, but I was giving up so much of my life. So it was very hard. And I struggled for like a year. I mean, you know, you kept trying to get me on the show and I was like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I, I have nothing to give. Cause I just felt, I felt very depleted but not because like, not in a resentful way to my daughter. It was just, I was giving so much to my daughter and I wanted to be the best mom that my, my career as a makeup artist had to kind of take the backseat. And it mm-hmm. wasn't really until recently that I was like, let's, let's work on doing both. Like, let's figure it out. And I had to wake up early in the morning, listen to my YouTubes. I had to get my mind right. I literally had to pull myself out of that funk and be like, you can do this. You got this. So mm. it's the determination. It's the, it's the drive. It's the, it's working on your mind, staying motivated, staying positive, uh, manifesting. Manifestation is so big. It's so important. Having vision boards, all of those things. And it's tiring. Yeah. It's tiring. And trying to, you know, like I'm a single mom, the, the dad is involved, but, um, you know, I have her majority of the time and it's, it's hard sometimes when I'm leaving to go to a job and my daughter cries, like, mommy, don't go, don't go to work. You got You got to do stuff for yourself too. Like I've learned that you you have to make sure that you're doing stuff, something for your soul or else I have nothing to give my daughter. If I'm not okay, I can't give it to my daughter. So that's important. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes for anything, whether you're, it's a, you know, romantic relationship, even friendships, anything it's, if your cup isn't full, it's really hard to give and be the best person and show up. You know, if you can't even show up for yourself, what makes you think that you can show up for other people? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Is there any tips that you can give to any of the mommy gangstar creatives listening on, you know, making you know, balancing their careers um, with being a mom or, you know, getting out of a funk and things like that? Um, really working on your mind, like I kind of said earlier, um, staying in a positive state, staying thankful, having gratitude, wake up in the morning thankful, even if you're struggling, even if it's a hard day, even if your toddler is 
doing a tantrum, like I think it's so important to stay positive and be thankful because things can always be worse. Things can always mm-hmm. be worse. So if you stay in a state of gratitude and thankfulness, it can change your day, change your world. Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, so you obviously have been in the business for so long, 16 years. Like that's really freaking awesome. Um, a lot of people who are creatives that are starting their creative businesses, you know, they're trying to figure out everything, you know, and do research and ask questions and all of that. And a lot of, um, the same questions pop up. And one of them is around pricing. So how do you go about pricing your services and how has it differed from when you first started out to, um, how you do it now? I asked around like what people are charging. Um, I would even sometimes act as a client trying to get pricing from people. I kind of, I'm, I'm pretty average of what other people charge, maybe a little higher. When I went to LA, my, my prices went up, but I stay pretty consistent with what the average person is charging. But like, if you, if you, and if you don't know, like, like I just said, you can do what I did. I would act as a client needing makeup and ask some of these makeup artists, like, what do you charge for this? And there's your answer. <laughs> there you go. I love it. And it's funny because something as simple as that people don't think about like uh, when a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of successful ones, they got to where they are by like reverse engineering, you know, like figuring out exactly how the person they aspire to be like did what they did. Um, and if it takes just, you know, acting like a client, asking the people and doing your research, you know, you got, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you are pricing your services, is it like, do you have like a list of stuff that you do or do you do a lot of like kind of flat rate, like three options type of thing, like tiers or like what is like the structure of I your pricing? I have a basic pricing guide, but for for me, kind of, it's almost like each, each thing is different. Like sometimes there can be a photo shoot where it's three people, five hours and or one guy, two girls. So with those types of situations, I ha- it has to be like basis by basis, but I can have like on my pricing photo shoot half day, 300, but that doesn't mean that's for every half day photo shoot. Do you understand? Gotcha. Yeah. Kind of just depends on the the details involved. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and you also tr- travel around the world with your clients, which is pretty awesome. Um, how do you add in travel costs to your pricing? For if I'm traveling with a client, like all expenses has to be paid for, like everything, food, lodging, plane, everything has to be taken care of. And then my regular price is on top of that. So for instance, like if I'm going, I did a wedding one time in Costa Rica and she had to just pay for everything. And then included was my bridal packages. So, and even Mm. in that, like everything can be different because I would travel with Leanne a lot. And like, it's not like I'm doing makeup all day for Leanne. It would be for specific Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of depends on each circumstance. Gotcha. So is it like you kind of research how much like a ticket costs and then like research, like, you know, how much it would cost for an average, like of three meals a day, like that type of thing. And then like put like a flat rate in that fee Yes, sometimes, but I would, I would never 
handle like the travel on my own. Like they would be booking the flight, mm. booking, or they would give me a per diem, like a per day meal for food and stuff. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mm. be spending my own money to book a flight. Like they would, they would be booking everything. Oh, okay. See, that's that's new to me. So they book the flight for you, and then daily they would just like kind of send you a stipend or like an allowance. Like this is what. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, cool. That's some cool insight. Um, I love learning new things <laughs> from my guests because everyone does their pricing differently. I mean, I know even like in the artist world, like as a muralist, like um, a lot of people include like the the travel, like as like a, a travel fee, you know, they kind of do the research and just put that in there um, on top of, you know, what it costs for to actually do the work. So um, it's really cool insight as far as how, how you do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone who's just starting out? Like they hear you right now and they've always thought about, you know, being a makeup artist or maybe they like just kind of started doing it or just got out of school. Like what is your advice to someone just starting out? My advice would be experience. Like you need, you can go to school for anything in life, but you want to get the experience. So for me, when I first started out, I wanted to do makeup on everyone. If you needed to go to the store, I wanted to do your makeup because I wanted the experience. And I think it's so important to do your trial and error on anybody you can get your hands on. So I would be doing all my family's makeup. Anyone that needed anything, I was like, I want to test out different faces, different eyes, different structures, different skin tones. And I think that's very important because that's how you build your confidence too, as a makeup artist, knowing how to handle different things and different faces. Mm, that's good. And, you know, as a creative, sometimes, obviously, you, ha- there is a point where you have to do free work. And there is a point where people try to take advantage of you and expect free work because you're a creative. So what kind of advice would you give to navigating that in the, the makeup world as far as like, when should you do work for free? Should you do work for free? Um, that sort of thing. I do think you should do work for free. That's just me personally. Some people might disagree with me. I did it a lot in the beginning. Also because I wanted to network. I wanted, you're showing up to a shoot. You're meeting the model, the photographer, the hairstylist, the wardrobe stylist, whoever's on set. You're meeting potentially, let's say four people to network with. That if they like your work, they can book you for something else. So you have to think about what you're putting your time into. To me, it's worth it. If you're just trying to start out and build and network with people and work with people, like it's, it's I think it's really important to, to do the free work, but don't do it too long. <laughs> don't do it forever. Make sure you put a value on yourself, but you, gotta, you have to personally feel the confidence in your career and what you're doing to be able to, to start charging. Definitely, definitely. I think that's um, solid advice. And even for everyone listening to like, I always say like, if you do do work for free, at least get like a testimonial, at least get like a referral. Um, And you can even include that in agreements and contracts. Like I'll do this work for free. Like you can do this for any industry, makeup, art, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But in exchange, you know, I require a testimonial or I require, you know, a referral to somebody else or, you know, whatever you, whatever you want. Like, even if you work for free, don't think that you can't win too. Even if it's not money, like there's other ways that it could be a win-win situation. And the, the, the saying is TFP, like that's what they call it. And it's, it means time for print. It's not necessarily free work. 
So like time for print means like I'm giving you my time for a credit for a something that like you you're getting something out of that. So that's mm. that's what PSP actually stands for. It's not just mm, like oh, gotcha. So make sure you're getting you're getting something out of it for sure. Uh, so the TFP time for print, it's like your time of doing the makeup in exchange for like, this is getting printed mm-hmm. somewhere. Exactly. Cause back then, uh, like you would do it for credits. Like there was a lot of things got printed back then. Things don't really get printed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm sounding so old right now, but back <laughs> not girl. Magazines. <laughs> not <laughs> That's so funny. Um, with everything that you got going on um, as a mom, as, you know, a makeup artist, and especially like, you know, you, you kind of like stop for a little bit and kind of are getting back on the horse again, for lack of a better term. What is like your daily routine look like? Um, I'm sure it differs, but like, what does that look like? How do you kind of manage your schedule of bookings and things like that? My daily routine, I wake up in the morning early. I wake up before my daughter gets up. For some me time I listen to some type of inspirational YouTube or read something inspirational I do my devotions I have to have that me time in the morning before she wakes up so I can start my day then I'm a mom I give her my time this is like if I'm let's just say I'm just with her like I, I give her mom time and then normally when she's napping is when I'm trying to do my emails do my Instagram work do whatever I got to do book clients and um, then I'm a mom again. It's 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 so hard because saying like, oh, I'm just a mom. Like it sounds so like, oh, you're just a mom. You're no, just- I know that's a that's a that's a whole <laughs> job, full time job and more. <laughs> it's tough. So it's um, you know, it's challenging. And, and me, I'm the type of mom that's I'm very hands on. I try not to be too much in my phone. Like she she's watching me. She's watching everything I do. She's copying everything I do. So I'm, I try to be intentional with what I do with her. Um, and then on the weekends, I have more help from my family. So that's when I'm trying to like, really work on other things, things that I have going on. Mm. So it's just it's every day can be different. Every day can be I just have to make sure that I give myself time in the morning before I wake her up. Gotcha. So I love that. Um, and that's really important, you know, finding time for yourself. It's always good to do in the morning or if the morning doesn't work, like any time during the day, as long as you like devote any time, you know, that's what really is important to really focus on yourself and do something for your your mind and your soul. For sure. Do you have a team or outsource any people when you're working on project, like projects to work under you do you have like a manager or assistant or things like that it just depends I actually just signed with a manager shout out to uplift management I just signed like two days oh, cool. ago um but oh, wow he's more for like my social media side of things not necessarily for like my makeup artist booking stuff but um I'm excited for that journey because we're going to be doing a lot of cool things a lot of new things coming out so Awesome. So you're doing more like brand deals and stuff. Yeah, more. Yeah, more in like the influencer world. So he he helps me Mm -hmm. with that. And then um, for my makeup side, I don't have anyone that really like works under me per se. But I do have if I'm taking on a big job where I need to book other makeup artists, I have a lot of other makeup artists that I can use here in Miami, even in LA. I get people that call me sometimes that are like, hey, I'm in New York. Do you have a makeup artist? I'm in Vegas. Do you have a makeup artist? So I try to oh, that's cool. 
yeah, I try to help when I can and refer people when I can. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that you shed light, like on the influencer side and kind of the brand deal side, Mm -hmm. it's really cool that, you know, you, you built the following and the connections and the brand to be able to do that. I always find it fascinating how like anybody can really do it if you have, like you build the brand for it. So how do, does that work for you? And how do you tie it back to um, your brand of being like a makeup artist? Or do you kind of keep that separate? it's for me it's all together like Nina's makeup it's all together it's my lifestyle that people are on my Instagram you can see it's makeup it's health it's fitness it's mothering it's it's all of those things mm. it's kind of I'm kind of like a open book on my social media um I kind of just fell into it I didn't start Instagram to be an influencer I just started it to show off my work and to book jobs and it wasn't until I was really in LA and it was Leanne Leanne V who was like you should take pictures like you're cute you should take pictures let's let's (laughs) the camera and I was like no I'm not a model like what are you talking about and it was her that kind of got me into actually like taking photos of myself and posting and um then I started getting brand deals. So it kind of, it kind of just like fell into my life. And mm. I am. <laughs> That's I am. cool. Is there, um, mm-hmm. is there a way that you like filter through those deals? Is it like just well, whatever aligns with you? Whatever aligns with me. I'm very, it has to make sense to my life. Um, I'm very open and honest with my followers and people know if I rock with something or not like they're gonna be like that you you don't really like that what are you doing promoting that like I would never (laughs) yeah so so I've always stayed true and organic to myself and even with signing with this manager that was one of the first things I told him like if I want the deal to align with me if it doesn't make sense for my life my fitness my me as a mother I don't want to do it you got to be off gotcha gotcha yeah, as, as you should be and how it should should be. Because I know some people, they just take whatever comes their way. Um, and you can really tell when they're not aligned with the product. Exactly. How does the um, the money side to brand deals work? Is it typically like per post? Is it like sometimes a percentage of certain things or of sales? Or like, how does that side work for people listening there's that don't so know? Many, yeah, there's so many different ways now that you can do a deal with someone some of it's per post some of it's affiliates program you make a cut with the the link that people use um everyone is different I have different deals actually with different with different companies but me one of the reasons I wanted to sign with a manager was because I actually need help in that area I I want people to be the meaner side and like demand the money and say like no we're not taking this and I needed some more representation. So that's why I got my manager. Uh, Cause it's hard that's for me. Cool. I'm so nice and timid and I'm like, sure. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I feel Thanks. you having somebody there. Exactly. Does, um, how do you like find a manager? So anybody listening right now, that's like, oh my gosh, I so that person. I so need that help right now. How did you even find, um, your manager to help with those, those brand deals and negotiations? So I met Mahar, my manager's name is Mahar. I met him for three, three years ago, four years ago, just through like mutual friends. 
And um, I loved what he was about, just like his drive, his mentality. And he wasn't even doing this back then when I met him, but I could tell like him as a person, like he was, he was one of my people, you know, like he aligned with what mm-hmm. I And we always stayed connected. We always stayed cool. And then he told me that he was starting this business and managing people. He actually ended up, um, he manages my friends, few of my friends now in LA. And um, I've had other managers like want to work with me and I never really thought I needed it or never, you know, you know, I didn't really know who they were. And when he approached me about it, I was like, you know, I know who you are. I know what you're about. I know that you're driven. Like, I want to do this. So if anyone needs a manager, <laughs> uplift manager, <laughs> you can email me. I will connect you guys. But no, he's dope. He's dope. And it's it's important to like be aligned with people that you're doing business with. Yeah, absolutely. And past guests, you know, I asked a similar question. It's always interesting to hear, you know, some people have management, some people don't, some people have horror stories. You know, I've definitely heard a lot of those. So I'm happy um, that you were able to find something that or just find someone that you align with. So congrats on getting a, a manager. Thank you. Appreciate You're that. welcome. I hope all the awesome deals come your way this year and really freaking, Amen. you know, Amen. pop off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what would you say is one of your biggest mistakes that you made in your business and how did you grow from it? Hmm. One of my biggest mistakes, probably not demanding what I'm worth, especially mm. in the beginning. Like in the very beginning, I was so timid, so nice. And I feel like you can really get taken advantage of in this industry if you don't stand up for what you're worth and, and stand up for yourself in general. And I think in the beginning, I got taken advantage of a lot. Like people just you know, wanting, oh, let me get a, let me just do this for this, do this for this. Like, oh no, I don't want to pay you that. And I would just like go along with it. But, um, I, it took me a while to be like, no, this is what I'm charging. And if you can't pay it, like go book someone else. So that like, I had to learn to be confident with myself to be able to do that. But that's just Mm -hmm. about like valuing yourself as a person, as a, creative and being able to stand up for yourself. No, I love that. And I think that's, that's really good, especially, you know, as a creative. And that's why a big reason why I started this podcast to like share these, you know, tips and secrets with other creatives um, who are struggling and just annihilating that status quo of the starving artists. And yeah, there's going to be times when you're first starting out, you have to do free work, but then you also have to learn how to as you do the work, you should build your confidence because you have more experience. Usually the more you do, the more confidence you have in what you're doing. Um, So I think that's good that you're able to, you know, grow from that. And hopefully to anybody listening that maybe is struggling with that, like, just know that you, you got this. And if you have the work to show and prove that you can charge what you're worth and just make sure you value yourself. Cause if you don't value yourself, no one, how can you expect other people to value you too? So. 100%. Yeah. Um, So as we're coming to a close, um, I just want to ask if, you know, you have any last bits of parting advice for the gangster creative listeners that are listening right now. Hmm. My advice would be just follow your dreams, like follow your dreams, follow your gut. Don't give up. 
Like even if even if you get no's, even if you get door shutting, like the door shuts, another one opens. You have to stay the course and you have to you have to get your mind right. I know I keep talking about like getting your mind right and it's like a it's just it's something that's so important to staying positive, staying believing, have that time for yourself each day. And I I heard another quote the other day that was like this this guy was talking about how he's so tired and he just hit a wall and he's over and the person's advice to him was like, you hit a wall, maybe you just need to rest and then get back on. Mm. That was great advice. Cause like, yeah, we hit walls and we get doors shut in our face, but like, it's your resilience. You have to be resilient. You have to get back up. That's what counts. I love it. I love it, girl. So what's next for you? What can our listeners look forward to um, seeing from you in the next few months or even this year? Um, I can't really talk about it yet, <laughs> but <laughs> there are things coming up that I'm excited about, super excited about, but I can't share them right now, but follow me, stay tuned of what I'm doing and I'll be able to reveal things soon. Yes. So everybody listening, I'm sorry, she can't share the tea, but yeah. She's going to have, I'm going to have her um, social and everything links below in the show notes as always. So make sure you go follow her right now. Her, her Instagram is awesome. She shares a lot of the behind the scenes of things and um, you got to see her cute daughter and all the things she's doing. So make sure you follow her. Um, and Nina, thank you so much for your time and finally getting this time, the show books. I know I've been trying to get you on um, and I'm just so happy that you're at a, you know, a better place now and you're about to crush it this year and beyond. So Thank you again. I'm so excited. Thank you. And I wish you all the best luck with this podcast. I love what you're doing and I think it's going to inspire a lot of people. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more episodes and share it with a fellow Gangstar creative. I would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of. And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and five ways to boost your online sales PDF. Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.